Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Morale Clubhouse, hosted by the unofficial director of morale of the Chicago Cubs, Dom Frederick. We're talking weekly with people in and around the Chicago Cubs organization and Wrigley Field, players, fans, announcers, employees, bartenders, whoever it may be to get a pulse of what's going on around Wrigleyville. Before we get to the show, this episode is brought to you by Clubhouse Athletic Custom Team Apparel. If you need any team apparel for your organization, sports team, reach out to them. They have the best athleisure hoodies and customized for your team. We love them here over at Morale Supply Co. And they handle all of our merch as well. So we trust them. Great designs, great product. If you're interested, you get 20% off your first order when you mention morale when you reach out. Go to www.clubhouseathletic.com. That's www.clubhouseathletic.com for great team wear. Elevate your team wear today. Now into the show. <laughs> oh, I, I wish you were recording. <laughs> I looked over at the I was like, are we really doing this? <laughs> we could have at least left that in probably. All right. Uh, All right, welcome back to the Morale Clubhouse, hosted by Don Frederick, unofficial director of Morale of the Cubs. I'm Adam, the producer. Today we'll cover Dom's opening statements, topics from last week, do the player rundown, catch up on Twitter highlights, and see who Dom wants to take to Olive Garden this week. As of today, Cubs have a record of 20-26, 3-7 in the last 10, and currently third place, five games back in the division. Dom, give us your opening statement. Everyone, thanks for being here. I'm not going to lie. It kind of feels, you know, Adam, I made the proclamation last week that we had to win our next four series before that we play the Rays at the end of May. We would go on to lose the first two of the four. Um, So we are in a worse spot than we were last week, and I didn't feel like we were in a great spot. Um, We're two games worse than we were last week, so we went two and four. Listen, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna really vocalize this um, throughout the the podcast, but it, I don't think people understand the gravity of what the Cubs or where the Cubs are at right now, and the sense of urgency that has to come into play. And I'm gonna try to be as blunt and as honest as I can be, because in my mind and in my opinion the cubs do not have a lot of time to be messing around and we are messing around right now um i'm one of the most optimistic fans but at the same time um the whole idea of like this is a 162 game season it's not a hundred two six uh, 162 game season it's a hundred game season when you're in the position the cubs are in right like The last two months, you could throw them out the window. It's all about the first four months of the season, the first 100 games. And right now, frankly, we are failing that. We've let the Cardinals come back. We, Adam, two weeks ago, we were talking about how the Cardinals were in absolute shambles. They they had essentially fired Wilson Contreras from being a catcher. They were 11 or 12 games under 500, And now they have a better winning percentage than the Cubs two weeks later. Um, It's just been... It's just been bad, 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 bad baseball for over a month now. And I, I tweeted it out yesterday. The Cubs have to play like a first place team the next month. They just do. If they if they're average, like 
I'm sorry, the season's over, man. Like it just is. Bellinger's gone, and 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 Judd is going to be going out and selling. And I I don't mean to be so bleak right off the bat, but Adam, I don't know how to I don't know how to spin it any other way. That's just the fact of the matter right now. They're not getting it done. The bullpen isn't good enough. They they have you know. Frankly, the first two months of the season, they've had two guys that have been automatic losses from a rotation standpoint. Tyone has been absolutely brutal. He has an 8.1 ERA. Um, Wisniewski's down at AAA. You know, it's just, it's not been good. The offense has been really solid. They're top five in the league, but everything else has just not been good enough. And, And that's how I'm starting it off, Adam. People want real honest Dom, real honest Fred. This is as real and as honest as I can be, and I feel like I've, 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 you know, said that throughout the season. I said it throughout the offseason, and here we are. We're not getting any better. We're playing worse, frankly, and and we're staring down the barrel of another short season. I hate to put it like that, but it's just the fact of the matter. Yeah, Another tweet you had, too. This is a few days earlier, so it's not as up-to-date, but... And clip that, please. Can you clip that? that, I want to clip that opening statement. That's the... That's the that's the point blank. That's what's got to be. That's what's got to be said. Marked. And this is a, yeah. This is a few days earlier than that, but I think this point still stands in terms of like kind of the weird feeling we get because you said what's frustrating is that there's a lot of Cubs that are playing very well. There's a lot of Cubs that are having career like years, and they and are. We can't string together a few games here and there for some series wins. Say has been say has been fantastic the last three weeks. Ian's having. A career year, Bellinger. We've all we've talked about that. He's he's come back. He might not be all the way back to being a problem, which I said I'd revisit at the end of May. Which, uh, even though he's hurt right now, he's not full problem yet. You go, Nico's been solid. You know, he's been he's been really good. You know, he's I don't want to say he's been incredibly productive just because of the makeup of his whole game, but he's been a really solid player. Dansby showed up. I mean. Dansby showed up and actually like contributed more than I thought he would being a first guy, a first year player on the team with high expectations. Like he's, he's rang the bell, man. He showed up. Um, who else do we got here? I mean, Christopher Morale, Jan Gomes, right? Um, the, the first three guys at the there. top of the rotation, like they've all been fantastic. And, and it's just like, we, we can't get anything going. And it's um, the bullpen's top five in terms of most runs given up and for ERA it's just been it's just been bad um and and I and listen I'm I'm trying to pull whatever I can to be optimistic but uh I guess my point in in that tweet is like do they have to play even better for us to for us to win because I just don't see that necessarily happening like say uh I'm not saying he's maxed out but like he's playing really good Ian Happ's playing better than I thought he'd ever play I didn't think Ian Happ would I mean, I'm a huge fan of his, obviously, but, like, I didn't think he'd come back and be this productive right off the bat coming off, of, you know, a contract extension. Like, god damn, like, they, they, they've been hitting, man. I know there's, like, there's going to be games when you're watching baseball, especially at the major league level where they're going to strike out and they're going to, they're not going to do anything against a guy with a six ERA like we saw yesterday against the Phillies on Sunday. Um, like, those things are going to happen, but in just terms of the, you know, macro sense, they, they've done their job from an offensive standpoint. They just cannot figure out how to string games together and um, the, the, just cannot figure out the back end of the bullpen and the rotation as well. And, and Adam, you know, I keep bringing it up, but Kyle Hendricks, like, is he going to be the saving grace? 
Like, are we really getting to the point where Kyle Hendricks is going to be our Lord and Savior to try to pick us back up? Because I, I, I thought Kyle Hendricks, frankly, was cooked. And now we're looking at him being like, yeah, we're going to need him to, you know, fire, fix the background of our staff. I mean, it would be incredible to have big country fastball and then the Ivy League slow pitch, just like a one-two punch for these teams. <laughs> Justin Seal was incredible yesterday. And, I, you know, he, he was fantastic. He just – He's an ace. He he came back from a from a tough last start. He's just been fantastic. The top three pitchers have been have been great. And again, I just it just frustrates me the fact that we've had so many good individual performances. If you would look up and be like, the Cubs have three pitchers already with over a one F war. Justin Steele has almost a two F war, and, and we are six game six games under five hundred. In, in a in a in a division that's just pathetic, even though frankly the the NL Central I saw the other day are one of two divisions, the Central and the uh, AL East obviously that have a positive run differential, uh, but still it's just um, yeah it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's unacceptable. I don't want to be negative at him, but it's just it's just a fact. I feel like that. mentally too that could go a couple of different ways. Like if you're one of those players having a, having a big year and you're in your team still losing it day in, day out, you're like, it could, that could be discouraging or it could be the other side of it. It's like, you know what? Well, a few bad breaks, you know, baseball streaky. Maybe this will start clicking soon. Um, depends well, on the manager, I guess, Adam, the clubhouse. Well, here's the, here, when you, when you bring that up, listen, I've watched a lot of bad baseball before, not only from a major league level, but I, you've I've played watched, it. Yeah. You know, you've played bad baseball. I've, I've heard it. about, I've been there. I've, I've, you know, I've watched a lot of games. I've watched a lot of baseball other than just the Cubs. Um, I feel like the Cubs are at a point now. And the fact of the matter is when you, when you're in a season, when you're in the third year of what we are now calling, I guess, a rebuild. I mean, we're six games under looking at the, you know, uh, another sell off at the deadline. If things don't get better, you lose the winning culture. You have guys that are, I mean, and it, it's just human nature where guys are going to be like, all right, well, I'm doing my job, right? I'm doing my job. I'm showing up. Like, yeah, it, it's tough to lose. But, like, at the end of the day, like, this is a business and guys got to do their job. They're pulling their weight. I can imagine after a while, of course, they want to win. But they're like, well, I'm doing my job. Like, the team's got to figure it out, right? And it's not, you know, it's it's not it's not that guys aren't bought in. It's just that this organization hasn't proved that they can win recently. I mean, we, we haven't, again, we haven't won a playoff game in six years. If we don't do it this year, it will be seven years. It's just, it's not, it's just not good enough. And uh, to that point, Adam, you're being like, man, it must be frustrating. Yeah, but it also breeds a, a losing culture when, when you can't figure out ways to put the best team on the field, when you, you can't figure out ways to win games, when the, when the organization doesn't prioritize winning for multiple seasons, and then they show up this year, throw, throw themselves a parade, at the Cubs convention, be like, oh, we're back. Well, guess what? You're six games under. You played terrible baseball for the last month. You have a negative 30 or 40 run differential over the last 30 days. You're 9 and 19, coming off of two years that you sold off rebuild when it wasn't supposed to be a rebuild. And this is the year you threw yourselves a party. You know, you, you went out and spent some money and, and you gave through threw yourselves a parade. And now we're staring, again, we're staring down the barrel of another July sell off. That's where I'm at with this, Adam. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. And it, the, you, you point the finger at everybody. Ross, Jed, Tom, 
the players, you. the bullpen, Tommy Hadaby, me, just not good enough. Just not good enough. Well, Adam, if you want to blame me, you can say I, over, or I overcooked the ham, but that's part of my job. You know, I'm, I'm an optimistic person. I try to see the best in things. And if you, you want to blame me for, 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 for believing in my team, for believing in guys that, frankly, have showed up, yeah, I didn't think the bullpen would be this bad and gave, you know, uh, gave up so many uh, you know, games. I didn't think Jamison Tyon would have an ADRA. I didn't think Hayden Wisniewski, I mean, talk about overcooking the ham. He's back at AAA. He's been he had a he's had a negative two F war. You could probably clip so many things from this because it's just I, I hope you do, because it's just like, you know, it's just not good enough, man. It's not good enough. I don't want to be negative, but it's just the fact of the matter. And I hate that we're at this point. Gotta turn around. Gotta play like a first place team the next the next month. And I am not going to I am not going to divert from holding this team to that standard. I won't do it. I won't do it. Everyone's gonna say this team's bad. This team's done. This no, no, no. I'm holding them to the standard that they set. I'm holding them to the standard that when they threw their, you know, party at the Cubs convention on how it was going to be, knowing that they did not go all in over the over the uh, course of the offseason, knowing that we are still and Adam checked this for me. I should have checked it. I haven't looked at it in a while. Knowing that we are still around the average of MLB payrolls, like not good enough. All right, usually going to Twitter highlights, usually there's always win or lose a bunch of Twitter highlights. We're so yeah, we're so any. focused in on just finally getting a win. There hasn't really been any, but well, you know what, Adam? The problem with the Twitter with Twitter is that I feel I feel the juice around the team. We've talked about it all year. People aren't going to the federal landmark as much. Attendance is well, down. We've been on I a road trip. Like... Yeah, we've I know we've been on a road trip, but we were just at home. No juice was there. No juice was there. I mean, come on. Let's like let's like, and I'm not blaming the fans. I'm I'm like, this is just like again, the expectation just has to be higher, man. Like it, it you know, I, I said it a couple weeks ago when we're doing the Hosmer, you know, bring up Mervis, bring up Morel, which we can talk about that. I know Mervis has been not good, and Morel has been out of this world. Um, but we're doing that whole thing. It's like, and I, and I made the comment, like, we need just some heads to roll. And, and, and we finally, I felt like that was a point where we were just going to kick it into gear to kind of like show that we're for real. And we've never bounced back. We've never bounced back from that. We never turned a corner from that. We never put our foot in the ground and moved forward from that. Um, and it's just been, just been frustrating because I, I, there's no other, what other moves are going to be made in, in the, in the meantime, right? Kyle Hendricks coming up. You know, I, I, I don't know where the White Knight's coming in to fix the bullpen. But the offense is already playing great. I, to a point, I almost feel like we're maxed out. And that, and, and that maxed out is giving, giving us, you know, six games under. Sorry, I, I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm losing it or I'm going off on tangents. But it's just, it's just how it is right now. It's got to be better. So hold some people accountable. Hold Jet accountable, yes. for Christ's sake. Been here, been here 12 years. Been here 12 years, hasn't won a playoff game in the last six, and we're still acting like he's the Lord and Savior because he made a couple moves where he traded away all his good players and, and got back God knows what. Traded bad news uh, for, for four guys. One of them looks like he he might be decent. Three other guys I don't even think are in the organization anymore. You know, And bad news is going out, getting $100 million contracts, one of the best pitchers in the National League, You know, goes out and, I mean, hell, dude. Can you imagine if we have bad news right now on our staff? Bad news over the last three years? Talk about an absolute joke of a trade. 
I'm sorry, Adam, but it's just, uh, God damn. God damn, man. That's just like, Adam, we said in the offseason, Jed, I'm giving you two years, and you're almost halfway through the first one, and I'm like, hell, should I even give you another one? God damn, man. This is what it is, Jed? This is what it is? Really? The, 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 this isn't going to be a rebuild. We want to stay competitive. All that nonsense that we've had to live through, all the, you know, uh, man, just the, 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 the ridiculous press conferences and the, the ridiculousness and, and, and all the stuff we, we've heard you say, and obviously from the owner, which I could go into, but like, this is what it is, Jed. This is what it is. This is what, this is what we got. It's got to be better, man. It's got to be better. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna budge from the standard that was set when Theo was here, when Jed was the general manager. We have raised the bar. People are going to expect more. And guess what? People expect more now, and you're not showing up. You're not getting the job done. It's not good enough. Not good enough, Jeb. Next year, cutting them off next year. End of 2024, I'm cutting them off. If this doesn't change, done. 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 You're, you're recording this from a concrete brick closet. Let's say you Let's say you had 10 minutes with Jed in this, in this morale concrete brick closet. What advice are you giving? What are you telling him to do? Are you giving him advice? Are you just yelling at him? Start to manage and run this goddamn team like you are the top three market in Major League Baseball. Start running this team like you are, like you are the goddamn Chicago Cubs who prints money, who's an absolute cash cow. And I understand Jed's not the owner. I understand Jed doesn't cut the checks. But if you can't do it, then then you know what? Then then leave and go to a small market team, Jed. If that's the move and that's how you want to do it. Then, then go to a different team, and and maybe maybe that is the play. Maybe Jed's the next president of baseball operations for the Oakland A's or the Pittsburgh Pirates or the Cincinnati Reds. Hell, I don't know. But like, I need someone in here that's going to throw their weight around. I'm gonna need. I need someone in here that's gonna like try to build a goddamn rocket ship and take us to a World Series. That's what Theo did. All right, and and frankly, Jed. It, it took Theo three years to get us back on track and we were winning 97 games in 2015, right? Does this team look like a team that could win 97 games next year? We just went through a, the offseason where all these guys were available. And I know we got Dansby and I know he's playing well, but who who's the guy that's coming out next year that's going to take this team over the top, right? Who Who's the guy? You traded everybody away. This is what you got back. And and we're at a point where we don't have a top five farm system. Um, we are struggling to win games with with a team that, I mean, like I don't th- like we shouldn't be this bad, but it just it just has not been good enough. So yeah, I'd be like Jed, what is your plan? How are we going to make this better? Other than th- different from what you've done in the past, because to me it just doesn't seem like th- there's there's some component missing here, and if some. And if the conversation has to change to maybe David Ross isn't the guy, then I, I guess I'll have that conversation. I've been having that conversation. But, like, J- Jed needs to look in the mirror after a while, being here 12 years, and be like, you know, honestly, over the last six, I haven't gotten it done. And, and we shouldn't be in a position where, again, we're, we're six games under, having the Cardinals come back from the dead to, to have a better winning percentage than us, you know, halfway through May. I should, and it also shouldn't be the case for the Cubs and fans if if they know what they're talking about, view their season as a hundred game season because they know the last two months don't matter if we don't make it past the trade deadline. And and this is my last thing on this, Adam. And you know, 
the, the worse they play and the longer it takes for them to actually win a goddamn series after they've lost seven in the last month, the conversation is obviously going to turn to the trade deadline. And guess what? I'm not even going to be mad about it if they sell. I'm not. Like, now I'm like, yeah, do it. I mean, see what you can get for Strowman. See what you can get for Smiley. Hell, like, if we can't fig- – if, if, if Jed's this – if this is the, the product Jed's going to put out on the field, like, yeah, see what you can get from him. Because they're just going to get older, and their value's not going to go down. Their value's not going to necessarily go up. And, and if this is the team that Jed's piecing together, and, and we're six games under, then I understand if you want to sell. Go do it. But it sucks that it's it sucks that we're here, uh, and they need to figure it out fast, man. They need to figure it out fast, and I just don't feel like they're you know I know Cubs Twitter is always going going uh, whatever going nuts, and people hate David Ross, and people hate this team, and yada yada yada. But it's just like there's just got to be more of a sense of urgency, and I just feel like this entire season, especially after, since the Oakland series where they swept the the team that could barely compete in the Chicago Catholic League right now. Um, it, it just feels like it's been quiet. It's been meek. It, it just hasn't been enough to get necessarily get excited about. And I think you can go and look at attendance. You can go, go at like fan, you know, interaction online. It just, I, I just feel like the juice surrounding the team, the interest surrounding the team has suffered because unfortunately we're looking at another year of the same old stuff and that's not how you build a winning franchise and that's why from the beginning from the jump when we're talking 2021 right like the importance of trying to stay relevant staying competitive you know was uh was is vital very often because you fall into this rut of well are we good enough no we're not good enough let's sell are we good no we're not good enough sell Uh, and it just doesn't build the for lack of a better term, morale or the culture that that really good teams have and 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 builds upon an expectation that is set that we are going to win and we're not going to be like the rest of the league that doesn't matter uh, or that doesn't care about the wins and losses at the end of the day and they only care about the bottom line. And for anyone who wasn't on Twitter this past week, you, you missed pretty much absolutely nothing. But for somebody who yeah. is contributing uh, – something to this team. I'm going to give you a quick shout out to uh, at Slam and Alvin, who just bought another five pound bag of morale blend, which is yeah, great to see. He's, someone's out there yeah. putting money into this team, putting money into morale. And so God bless him. And, and put and help, and help supporting the uh, greater first T Chicago, helping, helping uh, uh, kids throughout the city, throughout Chicagoland area, have a safe place, and a safe, uh, you know, after-school program where they can go learn golf, uh, you know, learn lessons about life, all this great stuff that, that the Greater First City Chicago does. And every time you purchase one of the bags, a uh, donation goes to their organization. So thank you. Did you see how big the five-pound bag is? It's, like, astonishingly big. It is So huge. that's a lot of coffee. Bigger for than my head, two, and I have a giant two pound, head. I mean, two bags of it, actually. <laughs> so, um Probably just psycho with that much caffeine, but I love it. <laughs> All right, we're jumping into player rundowns. We have about five guys want to go through. You can add somebody else, but um, give us a quick grade and, and your thoughts on them so far. We'll start in with Matt Mervis. So your comment, your tweet about him losing number 22 is one of your priorities. Yeah, I need to. I, people, I, I can't believe people – you know, it's funny because um, – it's funny how fans view uh, sports, right? 
they got many people got mad at me like it's just a number dude it's just a number like what do you well, why are you getting so upset about it why are you getting well i would i'd switch it and say why are you getting so upset that i think that they that he should switch just the number really like that that number has had a stink on it for the last 20 years ever since mark Pryor, you know gets hurt flames out who you supposed to be our saving grace probably hell he would have been still pitching for this goddamn team right now and then Jason Hayward, you know, we've talked about that at length. And then we give it to Matt Mervis, the guy that we were all hoping on would be, and he very well could, to lock down first base, be a, a next, like, Anthony Rizzo type. And, hey, it's not working right now, you know. It, it's just not working. Mervis, unfortunately, is, like, probably a week away from going back to Iowa and trying to figure it out. That's how kind of bad he's been, and I'm not trying to be – you know, harsh on the guy. It's just been the fact of the matter. I know he has expectations and standards. So if it's like as easy as, hey, Matt, let's just put you back in the 40s or let's let's give you something in the 50s. Why don't we do that and, and put 22 to rest for a little while? Why, why don't we bury that jersey for about 10 years and then we can bring it back, you know, later on once we get past, you know, the, the stink and the stench of the Jason Hayward contract and Mark Pryor stuff. Like, let's 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 find something different for the guy. Um, so Matt Mervis has been bad. I still believe in him. I still believe he's going to hit I, the pedigree. Well, the, the minor league pedigree, the, the peripherals that he showed in the minor leagues, the, the swing. I just think he's pressing right now. And, and it doesn't help that the team is playing so bad. I thought the Cubs were in a position where the offense could totally carry and the team could continue to win like they were doing in April. And Mervis and Morale could kind of slot in on the back end and just kind of find their way. And I feel like that's not the case because while the offense is still playing well, you know, when you're looking at it from 30,000 feet up, like there's still a lot of pressure on the team. And when you're blowing, you know, late games, you feel like you need to do more on the, on the front half of the game. And uh, it's just not working out right now. And I, I hope it turns around quickly. But I think the first order of business, find him a new number, ASAP. Let's go. Let's be proactive, all right? Let's be proactive and stop sitting on our hands like our organization has done the last four years doing nothing, you know, before we got to sell off. Let's do something proactive before we need to send it back down to Iowa or trade our entire team in July. So quick report card uh, card on player grade. F. He's been F and, and feedback for him is let's change the number. Stranger number. Nothing personal, Matt, but it hasn't gone well in that number. I'd like to see him in something. Maybe like get that. his dad back out to the federal landmark. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, seriously. Which I think his dad follows me. I think he's got like a burner, not a burner account, but I think he follows he's me. Probably actually trying to take you up on the dinner that you own. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. All right, we'll go to uh, Mr. Reliable Nico Horner, player grade and feedback. Um, player grade, I'm, I'm giving him a, I'm giving him a B. Back from injury. Um, I feel like he's – yeah, come back from injury. I mean, listen, he's, he's solid. I want to see the – once the WRC Plus goes up to, uh, like, 115, then he's going to be an A. Right now he's a B. He's at 105. Um, listen, he's got to slug a little bit more. Uh, it, it's really hard to sustain, you know, a, pro, a productive uh, offensive year if you're only hitting singles. So he's, got, he's going to need to slug a little bit more. But he's B, solid, reliable, sustainable. Uh, talented, consistent, like he's the guy you want. He doesn't strike out. I have no problems with him, but it's the same conversation as last year right, with Justin Steele. You know, 
I didn't think Justin was pitching to an ace last year. I gave him a B uh, or maybe a B plus. I, I think same thing with Nico right now, like really solid, really consistent, but I don't think it's an A year right now. He started off really hot. I know that's hard. That's hard to sustain, but be solid. I, I have no real issues other than that. All right. How about the man from uh, Arakawa, Seiya? Player grade and feedback. I mean, uh, A minus. Like, do I think Seiya's? I, I think he's at one thirty five right now. Waiter, I, I say A minus. Man, a minus. Like, played really well, and I put kind of the heat on him two, three weeks back, and be like, Seiya's going to be a guy. Seiya's been a guy. Showed up, man. Like, again, part of my frustration is you're getting good performances from these guys. Um, and I'm happy to say he's kind of found his footing and figured it out. Uh, he's been he's been solid. He's been solid. I can see him hitting 25, maybe 30 tanks this year. You know, playing decent defense in right field. Actually, you haven't really looked at the numbers. I can imagine they're decent. Um, A minus. Have no problem. Morale grade's good. Like, showing up he's doing his job he looks good he hits the ball hard he's hitting it in the air again and um i'm happy for him a minus is he still doing the bow he's just started hitting the homers again is he still doing the bow um haven't seen it haven't if he's not it. that'd be my feedback i'll get him to an a plus i think if he's doing this and hitting Agreed. the bow. whatever we whatever we can to to bring the the morale up the better all right two more guys in player rundown justin Steele. A, ace. You don't have to go any further than that. We all know that. It's been fantastic, man. Just putting his putting his heart on the line every single game. Showing up after bad starts. Showing up yesterday when you need a win. Pitching like an ace. Trying to be a stopper. Team can't figure it out. Like, it's been great, dude. Like, he's just so... He's just everything you want in a starting pitcher. It seems like he's just getting better. He, he pitches well when he's dealing with stuff. He's gritty. He's a great teammate. He's just like the guy. You, just the guy you want in your dugout and on your staff. And a ace, just like everything about him. Just everyone knows. I'm a huge fan. I I just love how he goes about the game. Um, and just really proud of how he's how he's uh, continued to improve this year last one on player grades without this guy i feel like we're in a different mindset of of everything but christopher oh my gosh we didn't have this guy if we didn't have this guy so i guess i guess the positive of morale and mervis coming up is essentially morale has you know split the difference of mervis being so bad and morale being out of this world so i feel like that's kind of evened out right in terms of production so i I think in the end, like, it's good that they're here, obviously. I mean, you can't argue with morale. Uh, he's an A He's an A quadruple plus. Now, the strikeouts are still an issue. You think he's striking out 37% of the time? That's a problem. That needs to get fixed. But I just tweeted out the stat. In his first 124 games, he has a 123 weighted runs created plus, 24 homers, slugging almost 500. At, at 23 and 24 years old, he might have a chance at 40 homers in his first 162 games in the show. That is incredible, spectacular. Doing it, by the way, jumping around playing different positions, which I know he hasn't done very well, 
but he has not found a true home at one spot. And I'm at the point now, like, again, why I'm saying it, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, the Cubs are in a spot where you have to trade away Cody Bellinger, but you need Cody Bellinger on this team to win, right? And it, and if, you know, if they're obviously in contention, you're not trading him. But, like, if you're anywhere close to the back end of the NL Central, like, you have to trade him away because Christopher Morale can play center field and you have Pete Crow Armstrong that can play center field. So you just find yourself in a situation where, you know, you're, you're out of luck, right? Because this guy needs at-bats and he's probably going to need a spot where he can play every day, play every day, feel comfortable, and get the most out of him. To that point, Adam, I don't know if I brought him last week. I think I did, but he's going to all for me. Like, you just can't get over the fact that he's at eight home runs in, what, like 16 games. He's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, electric, just uh, motivating, optimistic, inspiring, the whole nine yards. Love having him on the team, and I'm taking him to all. I think I did last week, Adam. I don't know if I can – there's no other guy that, that I feel like I can bring – right now than Christopher Morales. He literally hits a home run every single game. It's like you show up and he's hitting a home run. Um, so he's going again. So if I if I'm doubling down and doing it over again, I'm sorry, but I, I can't I can't be I can't give a disingenuous pick to Olive Garden and and, and and not feature Christopher Morales. Just I can't a couple do it. stripes of eye black on, have some breadsticks. Alright. As Fred mentioned, we need to Fill up the federal landmark. We got game of the week this week, Thursday versus the Mets. Bleachers are 40, cheapest tickets eight. It's first responders night. A portion of the proceeds from each law enforcement firefighter ticket will be donated to the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. It's a Thursday night. It's like a junior Friday weekend game. Um, Beautiful weather. Cubs are back. That's game of the week this week. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Exactly. That's all I got. I got to go. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, We'll be back next week, and uh, hopefully we get two series wins. God bless you and your family. Cubs before. See you, everybody.